0: Are you steeping tea?
1: Yeah. It's no, no, like it it doesn't do anything. I'm just taking the leaves out of the water and putting them back in the water and watching some of them float, a very, very small, you know, like the little bits will float, but the rest will stay at the bottom. It's It's very soothing. Ah, can I, it's a nice morning activity. Oh,
0: okay. I suspect that I'm going to be the counter to your soothing morning tea because I'm probably here yeah. to add just a, a, a smidgen of chaos to to float. I'm, I'm like the leap.
1: Nirvana before you you came into my life, Joey.
0: <laughs> if I <laughs> if I could have a claim to fame, I, I I like that it's the idea that that I stopped you from enlightenment entirely.
1: Joey ruined Nirvana. <laughs> That, that's
0: not me. That was, um, Courtney Love.
1: Mm, True. True. God. Um,
0: I was going to say that that's a joke that no one's going to understand, but then I remember that actually Dota people are all old and might understand They're all boomers. They're all fucking boomers. I run into this problem a lot at work where, uh... I'm lucky that, that Team Liquid's fan base is also kind of older, kinda of like the Dota fan base thing because so many of them come from like StarCraft and Dota to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that that sometimes uh, I realize that I that I don't make jokes for the youth anymore. Uh, mm. you know. But that's okay. I think. I learned I I I, I good jokes,
1: just good jokes.
0: I don't think a joke is a good joke if the audience does not know at all what the joke
1: is. What I Google's for? They don't know a cultural reference. They can just Google it.
0: Eh, I, mm, I think relying on cultural reference for jokes is good but not great. That's why generally I think I like wordplay jokes more than pop culture jokes because they just stand more universal. I think you can cast a wider net.
1: Comedy's like data. I have to google shit all the time when I'm casting with Kyle. He'll throw some random sports reference and I'm sitting there going like Anybody? Anybody know what this means? I don't know.
0: I'm really I'm really interested so I did my homework um which was I watched some of the Eastern European broadcast.
1: Oh. You watched me. W- it was my time.
0: I I went to watch you, and 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 I have a couple questions that I'm just gonna rattle yeah. off. Uh-huh. Has the set always been so white and yellow?
1: Uh, those are the new ESL one colors. So kind of.
0: Mm. Don't think don't so, think it yeah. don't think it looks great. I know yeah. that I'm now complaining about something that you have no control over. <laughs>
1: I did prefer the blue. The ESL one, the color used to be blue. And they did variations of blue and white. And then they started going away from that over the last like three years. And now it's white and yellow.
0: The thing is, is Ah. that you also are all just very white and standing in front of white screens and then have yellow light shining on you. Which makes the whole thing just kind of a a weird color palette. Um, Yeah. Do they make you wear business casual clothes on ESL, but casual casual clothes on Dreamhack?
1: Yes, yes, that is. Um, I believe it's work casual and and um, business casual. Okay, whatever. Um, Something, yeah. Smart casual—that's the term. Smart ah. casual is for you know because they they don't want necessarily t-shirts, but you know not necessarily button up.
0: because i tuned I mean, in and i'm like pocket square this isn't what i'm used to
1: yep <laughs> again um, that that was the only difference besides obviously the colors uh that was the only difference from esl and dream league last season now i'm the host so there's another difference now you now you're like ah the studio's different their clothes are different and the host is di- I'm beginning to think this is a different show. Yeah. This isn't Dream League at all.
0: It's wild that they rented an extremely similar studio. They must have like got the studio at Costco and got a bulk discount.
1: <laughs> true, true. Buy one, get one free. Yeah. Um I, I'm convinced that the production hates um Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays. Because Friday. Uh, is an ESL day. Saturday is a Dream League day. Sunday is an ESL day. Monday is a Dream League day. So every single time, starting, uh, I guess, Saturday morning, they go in, they have to change the studio.
0: I mean, I guess, Just yeah, they put day. that They put that ESL emblem on the floor, which is nice.
1: Yeah, they have to roll up the carpet, uh, change the lights, and put the emblem, and... Yeah, I guess it's not, it's not a ton. Of did work I hours. did I
0: tune into the standing broadcast, or is there also a conscious choice that you stand during ESL but sit during Dream League?
1: Uh, that was the rule last season, and we continued that rule this season. They actually gave us chairs, but uh, I prefer standing. I actually find standing a lot more comfortable on a desk, especially the desk because it's not it's not a chair, right? It's like a, a propped up stool thing, you know, like a kitchen
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, yeah. stool sort of deal. So it's not the the, the most comfortable. And I, I like to be able to move around. I'm very fidgety. So I made the executive call. We're standing. Get it.
0: I, I also prefer standing, especially, I, I think that it almost always looks better to be standing during a live show. There's like a f- few yeah. exceptions to those rules, but I think that standing just by and large is, is like a better look. I also think that, It's in, in a world where like Twitch and YouTube is so prevalent that, uh, sitting is easy, but standing takes like thought and cameras and like a desk that's tall. Like it's, it's a way to make something look a little classier.
1: Yeah. And it makes my hosting better because I need physicality in order to emphasize or to articulate my thoughts right? So I need to be able to point or gesture with my hands in some way, or even just walk around to be able to articulate my thoughts better. Um, so that, that helps. And then on top of that, like physicality is just something that's missing in all of these e panel productions, right? You just, you're always just sitting in a spot, you don't move anywhere and Maybe the camera change, shot changes, or whatever, but you're just sitting there. Nothing, nothing moves, nothing changes, and so it. it I think it's nice to be able to have a little physicality, a little movement. Uh, that is actually something that they encouraged last season for ESL. Was that like, hey, we're we're gonna have? Um, we'll, we'll get into this actually. We we're gonna have um, the draft overlay. And then we're going to have shots of you guys um, intermixed with shots of the players from the webcams. So we'll, you know, and we want you guys to actually use the studio. We want you guys to actually stand in front of the desk that makes you feel more comfortable, like lounge, like whatever it is, like make, make it so people can actually feel the studio is a real 3d dimension and not just a backdrop, uh, which I quite like um not doing in that this season it's uh, pretty much always the in-game um draft or its player webcams um the reason being is i believe they still three weeks have gone by we are officially over the halfway point they have still not changed the draft overlay or various other overlays it's getting ridiculous
0: <laughs> the, from, from the production side or from the the game side
1: uh because the draft changed right it went one, 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 two, <sighs> one two one, right yes so however that's put into the system now a hero gets picked a hero gets picked a hero gets picked and for their their thing it goes on the other side when it's supposed to be you know or or something that, you know there's maybe it's not that maybe it's something else but like so, so the, 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 the graphic
0: tech person for the draft overlay has not been working for the last month?
1: Yes. They're and off I vacation. think one of the one of the most enjoyable parts of my job as a host is to be able to hype up a game in some way. That's why I'm a play-by-play caster, okay? And I think the coolest thing that tournament organizers ever do is when they drop the outro music. And we get, uh, they call it hero shots, but basically we get, you know, uh, for ESL, we get the 3D graphics of the team logos or close-up shots, you know. Boom, 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 boom. And you're seeing these shots and stuff, and we're we're going to a break, and you're hearing me throw to that break, and I'm hyping up the upcoming match or whatever. Um, that is, I think, one of my favorite parts of hosting. Half the time, we don't have that. Because we do not have the Puck Champ and win Strike logos. Still, we and that's not a team thing. We've always known, we've known for a very long time, since towards the end of season one, that those two teams were going to be promoted up to upper division. Then we had a break where the major happened. And then second season started. And we still don't have those hero shots for those logos if those two teams are ever playing in any matchup they can't do it if it doesn't matter if they're both in the same match if it, if it's just you know Vertis pro versus puck champ we can't have that because they have the Vertis pro one but they don't have the puck champ one so they can't play it and the, the music is tied in with the video so we just do a all right i'm going to break and they do a zoom out and there's no music there's no feel there's nothing i hate it it bothers me every time cuz it feels so nice when we have it and it feels so bad when we don't
0: I'm just wondering I have so many questions none of which you can answer I just want to talk to Johnny ESL and be like is is
1: like did did you lay the rest of the team off for second so season It's it's at the first the easiest graphic in the world the text that says first season of ESL Eastern Europe or whatever the, the that text was the same for like a week.
0: I did see that. We one. still I feel have... like they got that called out.
1: Yeah, I mean that. Like that. That's literally the easiest one. It's it's literally just text. It just takes somebody going into Photoshop and literally changing that from first to second or whatever the fuck. But like we still have the the fucking the player shots in the background, front and center, Pikachu or fn or like some player who's definitely not on that roster anymore is always front setter right there oops <laughs> it, it, it's just driving me a bit crazy because I'm just like okay but we're halfway done like at this point I uh, like if somebody asked me like if somebody gave me uh some sort of power to to make this happen uh i I will legitimately would be like i mean do you guys really want to waste the resources at this point like we're halfway done like what <laughs> by the time we get back it gets back to us there's another like there's probably at least a week gone if not a week and a half too so you're what you're gonna just use it for the last week like <laughs>
0: nah you should it-, it should be fixed on principle regardless of if it's just a day
1: all right fair enough
0: it should be f- it should be fixed on principle because this is a this is a professional thing it's a professional thing you gotta gotta to the graphics
1: See that's a that's a company man right there that works within a company culture and works to make things better. I'm a I'm a, a freelancer who's just going like fuck it what? you, you whatever we made it this far let's just keep it going.
0: Put that on your put that on your hiring reel. Be like yeah I mean, I'm a freelancer just fuck it. Um, what else what else did I notice about the the CIS broadcast? aside from the stuff that was superficial, oh um, I think I've come around. In my time watching uh, Kyle on broadcast. to okay. I think I spent the first year, maybe even two years, being like, man, Kyle's kind of annoying. He thinks his own shit doesn't smell, right? Like, uh-huh. Kyle is yeah. always right in his mind. And yeah. that's a personality mm. type that, like, I'm not super vibing with. Because mm. it doesn't feel like a character. It felt real. And now, I think recently, I've flipped that, and I now feel bad for Kyle because I'm convinced that every day he's just getting bullied by his friends.
1: Yeah. It's it's a very... Kyle's created himself such a weird fucking brand. Rich actually told Kyle that it was, like, the best brand in esports because, like, no matter what the attention is on him, right, Kyle is right, Kyle is right kyle is right kyle is wrong you know it's like it, that's getting spammed all the time fucking uh you know like we, we're we always making fun of kyle the thing is and I've, I've thought about this too we're all very good friends with kyle mm-hmm. we all love kyle um but w- we also all love kyle in like sort of um um, he's our little brother sort of sense, almost kind of way. And that, like... that's sounds he's patronizing. You, there's, there's a word for that. <laughs> okay, okay. But, like, you know, you love your little brother, but you can see, like, he's clearly, like, you know, he's he's younger than you, so he's got that, like, headstrong youth. You know, uh, you can see him making certain mistakes, and you can tell him that, but he's still going to do it anyway. It, it, it's stuff like that what are you doing are you looking at your bald spot again
0: no i'm not actually I'm, i am i lost my <laughs> toothpick also thank you thank toothpick. you for bringing that up I, I lost i lost my fidget toy on the floor okay, okay? and you had to shine a light onto i was listening to you talk about kyle being your younger brother and now i am looking at my bald spot fucking look jesus that's, a,
1: that's a normal that's a normal long hair you can, that's normal, Joey. Okay. Seriously. Sorry, go on. I just, every single time, every week, it's like a thing where you look at your, your hair and you try and find, am I thinning there?
0: It's really bad. It's incredibly bad. We gotta, again, we're talking about Kyle, whose hair may or may not be thinning, but.
1: So yeah, the thing is about Kyle is that he he in some way is very sure of himself. um, And he's so like, overly sure of himself that you can't help but not make fun of him you know like you know like he just goes out there and he's like no actually uh i i did i did research the sky is actually red yeah it's actually the your eyes uh it's because of the blue tint in your eyes that makes you see the sky as being blue but the sky is actually red uh no it's true and and so when you're finally like when you finally disprove that like you're you're like all right dog like I'm going to make fun of you for this like of course I am you were so sure the sky was red like what why would you possibly why would you possibly believe that man um it's just impossible not to like how, how do you not make fun of somebody for that it's either that or you just aren't friends with them anymore because you you think that guy's an idiot and i don't think kyle's an idiot so that's why i make fun of him when he's wrong like that he's so sure of himself so so
0: i i think that this conversation in in reference to me also watching some of the broadcast uh i i think i just had a mild epiphany i think that it is apparent when you specifically you cap mm-hmm. are are either kind of taking the piss out of kyle or or um making a joke at his expense or, or kind of like kind of like twisting a knife i mm-hmm. feel like um the tone that you use is very communicative to some kind of a jovial manner
1: oh i think i'm very good at that i'm very you know what that is that's my um, shit. What did I? I took one of those um, INFPT <laughs> letter things, right? Uh, Myers I did Briggs. it for, for funsies. Yeah, I, I did it. I, I know those things are, you know, kind of whatever. But uh, I was a mediator, and and that very much does describe me to a T. I like people to get along, so I have I have become an expert at ensuring, you know, that the people that I'm talking to, not necessarily always to the audience, but the people that I'm talking to, that they know that when I'm joking, I'm clowning on them. I'm joking about them. Mm -hmm. And that when they make a joke at my expense, then I like audibly make some sort of note that like, I thought that was funny. I'm not insulted at all. You know, I I think I'm very good at that. So,
0: so I think the epiphany that I'm having here and why I might be uh, feeling some kind of empathy for Kyle Mm-hmm. I do not think that Brian has that skill.
1: <laughs> Brian is not the most socially graceful person that uh, that I know. <laughs> Brian is wonderful. I, I like Brian a lot because he is um, BSJ. painfully honest in in many ways. He, he is very uh, blunt and, and forward. And and the, the part that I really like about him is that he doesn't have an ego about himself. And he's, he's perfectly acceptable of clowning, being clowned on or even clowning on himself. Um, and he's always down to learn. He's, he's always willing, like he's actively asked, like, you know, if he, he thinks someone knows more about a subject than him, then he will go out of his way to ask about it. I think I, I like those traits a lot, but yes, Brian is, is not the most I,
0: I think socially it's socially
1: graceful his, person. I
0: think it's just his tone. Like, sometimes the way that he will say something that I am just assuming and knowing is is like a joke at Kyle's expense just feels harsh.
1: Yes. That is something that I've worked with BSJ on on a different project um, where he's talking to some other people. Say it's maybe four other people um, in in an environment of some sort. And he... The way he talks to them, even though he doesn't mean to, comes off a, a certain way that can really rub people the wrong way. And that's that's something that I've kind of lightly been like, hey, so the way you said this, like, instead of saying it this way, let's say it this way.
0: You know? <laughs> what a mediator. Yeah, it's it's wild, too. And, uh, you know, over, over the last year, I've worked with more Europeans than I probably ever have. Um, and and people mm-hmm. from different parts of Europe, and I think it's really interesting how uh, I've gotten feedback multiple times that it seems weird almost that I like go out of my way to be nice, because I have it in my mind that like Americans are kind of assholes, and maybe that's like the like the the stereotypical New York American. Right, it's yeah. like, yeah, hey, I'm walking over here, right? Like, yeah. like maybe that's what I have in my mind. Uh, but then I'm like, th- th- the the perception that I've gotten back is like, oh no, like, like everything needs to be like nice and cordial. And I'm like, yeah, I yeah. do try and do that. Actually,
1: <laughs> I try no, and be painfully uh,
0: uh, nice all the time, right? And so they have the opposite thing. They're like, you know, oh, like it's almost weird to me that you're adding flowery language to something instead of just calling me an idiot. Like I like Joey, I messed up this video. Why are you not just like mad at me or calling me like an idiot or like telling me what I did wrong instead of like, you know, trying to present it in like a like a nice like just tell me what I did wrong. And I'm like, oh that feels bad. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's mean. <laughs>
1: Yes. Part part of this is definitely your personality. Um, but no for sure. The one of the things I I very often hear about Europeans is uh they hate American fake nice niceness. You know, the um the the, the small talk. American small talk. They they find that whole thing just gross. Why? Why are you asking me how my day's been? You don't care. They're just like, Well it's just a polite thing to do. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, maybe you'll say something interesting and I will care.
0: Why do Once we like
1: possibilities open?
0: Like, why do I need to when I'm checking out at the market? And someone's like, oh, how you doing? And I'm like, not bad. How about yourself? Like, the answer's going to be I'm fucking sad. I'm at a Ralph's in the middle of a fucking global pandemic bagging groceries. Like, I, there's a point to be had about that specific thing. Maybe there is too much small talk. Maybe we can be slightly more direct. But I yeah, think Brian no, might be sure. too direct with Kyle and it comes off as mean or being a bully sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, when Cheever and I do it, I feel like it comes off okay, which is why, like, Kyle and I casting together I think works out all right because, honest to God, like, pe- people say, like, you know, we bully Kyle and stuff like that. I literally don't know how I can operate on a panel or in close proximity with Kyle without making fun of him. It's guys like you, you, you have to understand like Kyle is, oh my God, (laughs) you just got to do it. You got to do it. Cause, uh, for a number of reasons, one, he's perfectly fine with it. He's very accepting of that. Um, I think like very rarely he gets, uh, insecure about it. Um, and I think one of the things he got insecure about was when Kyle is always wrong, was getting spammed a lot because he thought, thought that maybe that was harmful to his brand. Um, but the, but it's, I don't think that was the case. Um, but then like the, um, but when it comes to like friendships and stuff, like that's just how we operate. That is, that is a very much a Western thing, America UK, some of Europe, but the farther east you go, especially like Southeast Asia, like I, we have a large fan base in Southeast Asia, maybe India, um, maybe some like Chinese fans who watch the English broadcasts and stuff like that. Like, I think that that um, type of, of banter, humor, um, friendship sort of thing is, is um, less and less acceptable. Uh, it's considered like very more rude Mm-hmm. then you know that's just your friendship right but like that's that's literally what uk entertainment is is banter right it's that all their panel shows and stuff that like they've got which the is every show they have on all the time yeah all they only they only have panel shows right They those aren't they aren't going on there as actors in, in and in a way they kind of are right but they're going on as themselves and i'm friends with this guy and they talk shit about each other and you know, it's possible off camera they're not actually friends, but like I, I feel like very often it's a group of comedians. They they're probably friends, right? And and that is that is their entire entertainment catalog when it comes to the, the comedy section is is that, um, and and that is very much kind of what we um not fully try and emulate, but like you know, it definitely we take bits of that um, in esports because. I mean, very often it's what our humor is like. Kyle finds it funny when uh, when I when that, the the zinger that I did on Kyle uh, that went up on Reddit. That mm-hmm. one, you know, I, I I he was laughing after the broadcast, and I gave him a hug after after the camera was off. You know, uh, we we all thought it was it was really funny. Uh, that's that that is how our relationship is off camera as well. But yes, if Kyle was not like so fucking. When Kyle makes points, it's it's like um, it's like a real. He would be a good, great cult leader. He would be a great cult leader because he says things with such religious zeal almost sometimes. <laughs> and he knows that he he's not that sure about it, but he'll say it that way anyway. <laughs> because in some ways, Kyle is also playing a character that is intended to get clowned on. Or it's intent. if or if he's right then he gets to you know be right and you know he took a risk and made the shot and he ends up looking great as a result you know the, the either side of the coin is entertainment one way or the other you know
0: so I also watched some of the uh, Chinese uh, DPC stream uh-huh. and I think that for people who have watched that, there's a really stark difference between what you are describing right now versus the Chinese stream, which is. Um, so I'm doing the I mean? thing.
1: I'm Lizard, doing the thing where the I'm trying to be American block. now, I guess, and, and trying to be nice oh, okay. about something.
0: <laughs> Bland. Mm. There's like not, like, I don't think that making fun of a panel member or having someone else be counterculture. Or, or, like, having this kind of uh, bickering between people necessarily makes a show. Like, it's all additive. It's yeah. all good. In theory, the Dota makes the show, right? Like, that's what people mm. are there for. The casting can make the show. But, like, I think that I appreciate the dynamic that's going on in Europe much more. When I feel like I can watch that show and look at myself and be like, oh, I'm smiling right now. Because these people are, like, giving me some kind of happiness where mm-hmm. I was watching China and it felt very slow and clinical.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think um, I, I have seen many comments who say, like, uh, the Europe show sucks. Like, C is easily the best show. Um, you know, and I, and I think what's cool is I think we have three – not very different shows going on, because the thing is, is that like whenever you whenever people like talk about this and like, oh, this talent is so much better in this town. Like I'm friends with excluding like maybe one or two people. I would say I am either good friends or pretty good friends with almost every single person in the talent industry. And I think I get along with it, every single one of them. Tsunami on the Southeast Asia town, like we like uh, we messaged each other back and forth on Discord. He shows up in my channel time. We like bantering a bit back and forth. Tsunami's got a great, great uh, uh raid for beams and stuff like that. Lizard and I have like a bit of a, a bromance going back and forth. I quite I really like working with Lacoste on panels. We did so way back in Starlighter. and you know, and we would have the same bit of banter going back and forth. Um, you know, like it, it, it's um. It's not like these are different people, um, but we do have different shows going on. Na is very much a Jenkins and Sons fan show where they've got more absurdist humor that's going on. You know, where they're going to talk about diarrhea uh, and festering um, wounds or, or some shit that did
0: happen for the record.
1: That, yeah, that that is that is what Jenkins will bring to a show, and you're either with it or you're not. You know, and you you just gotta you got to be with it if you're on a show europe is is a lot more banter heavy i would say um because because we have kyle because we have me uh and and actually bsj as well because bsj makes for a good person to dunk on as well um because i mean that motherfucker looks like clark kent you know it's 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 like uh he's he's a good person to, to get a, a good dig at because you just look at that guy and you're like that guy's a successful person you know <laughs> that guy that guy's got it together so what if you know like yeah he was wrong about that last pick but, you know like uh, he said there was no way this hero could be picked up and then it did that's pretty funny that that super ultra handsome successful guy is uh is, is actually he's he's a little human you know <laughs> uh be a shame makes for a really good person in that regard as well I think uh, so. So for me, oh, and T. Gov actually, sorry, small rant. T. Governor is actually fantastic with that because T. Governor plays the meek. Um, he he plays the the. There's no other way to say this but submissive. He, he <laughs> plays the oh y- yes sir. He does that really well. It's very British of him. The there there was the the um, um, shit Ricky Gervais. Uh, had, had a talk about like the difference between UK and, and uh, US comedians and like the US comedians, they want to be the the guy in the office who, who uh, the the lead guy in the office who gets the girl in the end and makes the singers and is clowning on Dwight, you know, and UK comedians want to be the boss or they want to be Dwight, you know, the guy who is getting clowned on. And that that's the difference. Right. And it, like T Gubder is fantastic at that. He, he sets himself up in many ways to get clowned on. He tries to be, you know, the the small, weak guy getting picked on.
0: What I was going to say about like that, that choice of uh, casting and how the shows are so different is that I think uh, it's very easy for someone who's watching these broadcasts to look and identify things that they don't like as people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like the N.A. show because of Jenkins, or I mm-hmm. don't think Tsunami's is a great host in China, or I think Lacoste and Lizard make a boring panel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that going about it by looking at it as the talent is not great. And you almost have to think about it as like the show that's being built, right? Like PGL hired these people to do a show like this, kind of at their direction. Dreamhack mm-hmm. hired these people to do a show like this at their direction, right? So what what I don't like is is when I see people, you know, give feedback on Reddit or on Twitter or even in Twitch chat, if I have the misfortune to look at Twitch chat for more than five seconds, is is like oh like this it, it's this person when really like they're kind of operating in the system that I set up for them and doing their job. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll get off, I, I, I'll get off my think, cell box on that.
1: <laughs> I think, I think part of it is the fact that the, um, the shows part of the reason that, that Reddit probably gravitates to that is one. I mean, it's just easy, right? You identify with the talent as, you know, a person. So it's easier to be able to criticize or praise them. Um, but then I would also say it's, it's, Uh, very often because these shows just, you know, it's not like the tournament organizer really tells you what their vision is. Mm -hmm. They, um, if anything, it's the talent who do the show and the only time they get like, they do the show first and then they get the feedback after. For example, Kyle's segment on Alliance got feedback. And it wasn't negative feedback. It was like, hey, you guys should feel free to like if you if you guys have something funny like this, you should feel free to like say something like this. You know, be, there there is of course a line, and you have to make sure not to go over that line. But you guys should feel comfortable and confident to be able to have the um, the the freedom to be able to make these these sort of jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like um, we think it makes for a good show. It's much better than than being so careful of the line that you don't make any jokes at all. And everything's very safe and, and bland. Um, we, you, we want people to, they, they didn't say this, but like, I think you want people to feel something. And I think Joey, you're, you, you've been an advocate of that for, for a while when it comes to shows, you want them to feel something, whether they're uncomfortable or they hate you, or they love you, get something out of them.
0: That's the thing. And I mean, without sounding like a broken record because you're right, I haven't said it maybe right here, but like, I I wish that more people were comfortable being the bad guy or being the butt of jokes or like, I think that a lot of people, especially in an industry where, you know, there there is not a lot of job security and one angry Reddit mob could potentially mean that your income for the year is a lot less. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have more people who are PPD type archetypes, who I even hate using as an archetype because I genuinely think PPD is kind of a fuck. I've never met, him, I've never <laughs> talked to him. I really just get the opinion that he's not playing a character. He's actually just an asshole. Um, And that's fine. But people like him and hate him because he may or may not be an actual asshole. Right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Not everybody in the arc of characters or talent needs to be loved. Not everybody on a broadcast should be OD Pixel. Yeah. Right? Which is great that Kyle plays a character almost. He's not really playing a character. That mean Kyle is Kyle, right? No, I would say no one's really playing a character. But like,
1: I, I think everybody, um, everybody takes their own personality and amps it up. Sometimes it's fifty percent, sometimes it's five percent. I, I think I think everybody does that, right? I, I am not nearly as extroverted as I am on on panel. I, I am much more introverted. But everything that I am putting out there is still definitely me. It's just turned up to a notch that i would not be in person yeah Most i mean the
0: time even even when we have conversations not being recorded we talk to each other with less spirit in our voice right like yeah. you know
1: a <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: yep. yep. the, lot nat- more
1: pauses you know <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's finally the time where we can be comfortable with a pause because it's not dead air on a broadcast exactly Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: I I I, uh, I I did a show for uh, Liquid. We're trying something out uh, last okay. week, this week. And ultimately, I was the person who was in front of the camera uh, reading, which is something that I feel comfortable doing because I've done enough of it over the last four or five years, right? But I'm not really seeking it out. And, uh, I was, uh, I never like doing stuff that's brand new that I know is going to get eyeballs because I still have a, fear is the wrong word, but like, uh, anxiety about, uh, large amounts of negative feedback. And for me, the only thing worse than large amounts of negative feedback is like, really precise pieces of feedback. Um that could be good or bad or neutral, but like things that like really like start to live rent free in my head. So I did I did this show, we posted on the team look at Twitter last Monday and today this Monday, or I guess it's Tuesday, it's late. <clears throat> um and in 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 the multitude of feedback, one of the things that I got was uh Two different people told me that uh, I I was too grandiose uh, presenting with my hands, <laughs> and for the last week, I've it's been rent free in my head for better yeah. or for worse. And now doing the show and even like right now talking to you, <laughs> I'm looking at my hands.
1: Yeah. Um. It is what it is. I mean, it, it, like you saw me using my hands a lot in oh yeah yeah right
0: i i don't i don't think it's a bad thing at all i think that, that it's pretty ingrained in me and sometimes i can i can turn it up but uh that's also why oftentimes you know if if you're watching the video version of side pull i've i in in the comments because you're looking at the page tell me why Uh, is, is it because you want to see the different angle of Cap's room? Is it because you want to see what shirt I'm wearing today or how oily my skin is? Spoiler, very oily right now. Um, because I assume most people just have us in a different tab to listen to us. Right. Uh, but like, I always have, I always have toys in my hands when we're recording because it means that I can keep them below the camera line, which you can't do when you're like in shot or like on a desk broadcast, like you're doing.
1: So do you, do you do you feel insecure about no. the the hand waving thing? I okay. do
0: not feel insecure about the hand waving thing at all. Uh, okay. I think that there so, so is you're not validity. Tone it
1: down or anything.
0: I think that there is validity to toning it down and being a little conscious of it, like ten percent, because if it's distracting okay. to someone, that isn't good, right? So like I think that there is like a like a valid part there, and and like a tweak to make. But I I think it's really interesting uh to to like get these random bits of unsolicited social media feedback, right? And yeah. also, uh something something that I realized when when we've been trying out this show, which like I'm tagged directly in on Twitter, is um I forgot how intoxicating it is to have your phone just not stop getting push notifications for likes.
1: It's like Well, oh, I turn that shit off immediately. Turn I I I you have I think you have to turn off I I I say this not as like talent but as like a functioning member of society. I think you have to turn off notifications for likes and retweets. Okay, comments are somebody communicating with you, so I feel like you you um it's kind of okay to get that 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 training in your bread brain. You know, like somebody's talking to you, like oh hey hey, what's going on? I'm going to read what they said. You know, like I I think that's kind of okay. But I think likes and retweets are like literally toxic to your brain to have like literally a Pavlog dog type like vibration means dopamine because somebody liked the thingy that I did. I -hmm. I think that's bad. (laughs) You got to turn that off.
0: Yeah. So I I changed my Twitter notifications again so that they're Mm -hmm. like batched. So Mm -hmm. I only see replies from everyone retweets and likes from people that I specifically follow because mm. that feels like valuable information. Uh, and then basically everything else is batched together. And I don't get notifications for it, which is nice. Uh, because you're right. It, it's like, uh, s- suddenly when your t- when your Twitter or like any of your social media workflow is like used to, Oh, you know, I post a thing. There's like, a modest amount of 20 to 50 people who like something. Okay. Whatever. Like that's, that's, that's like some kind of status quo. But then, as soon as that starts to multiply by like a factor of 10, then it's like your stupid fucking lizard brain makes you feel good about it. And that's where it gets Mm -hmm. dangerous, right? Is, is when now you're, you're associating this, this random Twitter, Instagram feedback with, with, Oh man, this feels good and mm-hmm. i very quickly did not like that uh because you know we do episode two today and you know oh only 90 percent of the people liked it maybe it's a bad idea yeah. maybe this maybe i wrote <laughs> this one or acted in this one worse maybe yep. they yep. realized i'm stupid and they were being nice the first time like yep. like oh, man um I know that this 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 has to sound like to so many people such a fucking first world problem fuck you complaint. <laughs> right? Man, nah, let me complain, real. let me complain about Twitter likes for a second, but uh but 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 I've been Got thinking it. a lot and about this, it over over today. Mhm. So I'm just sharing my brain with you and and how I had to change my All Twitter right. notification settings because it was it was not good. And also now I'm worried that because less people liked this week's show than last week's show that it was a bad idea to do it.
1: I will say that, uh, so a couple things. I think um, you should turn on likes, on, or you should turn on only notifications from people that you know that comment because that is quite literally somebody you know communicating to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's only... The, the kind of acceptable uh, z- dopamine hit that that is kind of okay. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I got
0: validation from Austin. Ah.
1: <laughs> and then I would say, if uh, to go back to the hand-waving thing, do, do you want a suggestion?
0: Oh, I'll take a suggestion. Sure. I love uh, suggestions.
1: So so I find that... Fuck um, you. Sorry, go on. If you, if you can find something... That you can hold on to that is more, uh, a bit more inconspicuous. Is it inconspicuous or conspicuous?
0: Uh, conspicuous.
1: <laughs> conspicuous. All right. What, what, what No, inconspicuous. So, uh, Conspic-
0: no, in- it's, it's in- inconspicuous. Fi- <laughs> final answer.
1: <laughs> I think it is inconspicuous. Yes. So, so my favorites are tea, tea, teacup uh, or, or mug of some sort. Um or a a pen. Uh, that's that's why I very often do the pointing thing. Uh, a pen helps a lot. Being able to hold a pen like you normally would, it's a lot more natural. A, 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 a particularly on camera, it prevents you from doing the, the jazz hands waving, and does more of a, this pointing sort of thing, which is which is a, a little bit uh, m- m- let's see more natural looking. It's, it's not a, what is this wacko doing? Whoa. And more of a, Hey, what's going on? You know? So I, I would say uh, if you could find objects like that, that are not as noticeable, but um, I think that helps a lot with that.
0: No, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I, I do like pens. P- p- pens are good for that purpose. You're right. Because you can kind yeah. of, it's like another finger
1: it forces your hand also to do more of this, which quite literally makes your hand smaller Mm -hmm. rather than this. I'm doing this right now. Look how big my hands are compared to this.
0: One thing that uh, was not called out to me, but that I am very self-aware of that, that I wasn't a fan of is that when I read teleprompter and Mm -hmm. I want to get more emphasis or a little bit more excitement out of something. I have a tendency to tilt my head back. I have a tendency to like, ah, like, like I lean back a little bit and then I'll notice that it's really hard to do with this angle. I mean, I I probably have to like actually spike the camera if I'm trying to, but I notice that like, ah, yes, like I, I will, I will tilt my head back and I'm almost reading down my my cheekbones at the prompter instead of keeping my head square with the camera I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. do a lot of this um, and that's something that I'm trying to get better about that I'm self-critical on so I don't know if you got any tips with that one of how to keep my fucking head straight when I'm on camera and reading stuff aside from stop being an idiot
1: uh, I always think of uh, that, that phrase staring down the barrel the, that kind of helps me keep my. Uh, I I'm always thinking that when we go to the end ant- the outro, staring down the barrel of the camera right into the lens, and that helps me tilt it. It like in my head I'm imagining it's almost like this, <laughs> you know. Which obviously it's not, but like I tilt my head a little bit more forward and I'm looking you know down to the lens almost um that 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 for whatever reason that phrase helps me lock in to a camera not not move around as much uh but yeah i I don't i don't really have anything else Um,
0: damn it (laughs) that
1: is just that is the phrase that helps me but it uh may not work for you i don't know the uh so so in my own self-critique uh, I, I did not do that much I didn't really look over my hosting from season 1 uh, because to be honest I was doing the short days and stuff and it was just kind of filler so uh, I was like alright but this time in the actual host I've been paying a, lo- uh, a lot more attention to I say a lot I mean by comparison it's a lot more It's but it's still not actually that much because I feel like really what I'm just doing is I'm just doing reps and I'm getting into it so I'm not gonna like overwhelm myself with a bunch of criticism, self-criticism of like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this better. I, I feel like I haven't done this that much. So right now I'm just getting in the reps. But the one thing I, that, that has been bothering me is that when I talk to the camera, I'm always scowling. That's not what a host she really should do. Why are you scowling at the camera all the time? Because I'm articulating, I'm trying to figure out, and I'm also maybe sometimes being serious. So I'm always like kind of scowling or or, or just not being happy at all. And a host is supposed to be happy. And so that's, that's something I've been trying to tell myself more smile.
0: Do you find that you normally scrunch your eyebrows when you're thinking, which is something that I know people don't really think mm. about? But like, do, do you know yeah, probably. What, what, yeah. what your thinking face looks like?
1: Uh, It probably looks something like this, yeah.
0: Yeah, I that that looks right to me from looking yeah. at you and having conversations. Like like your eyebrows go down a little bit and your eyes get a yeah. little squinty, which probably adds to the scowl because you're probably like thinking. Mm-hmm. I have an opposite thinking face where. Uh, my, my thinking thing and I'm almost certain this was trained into me by fucking like elementary school teachers who like taught me how to do test taking well is like the thing that we were taught was always when you're thinking about something so it doesn't look like you're looking at anyone else's paper you don't want to like look around the room or get confusing you look up <clears throat> you look up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so people who really Like have spent a lot of time and like just studied my body language, like like close friends and some family. I have such an obvious tell for when I'm actually thinking about something because I either raise my eyebrows a lot, which is kind of the opposite of what you do, or I just straight start looking at the ceiling like this. (laughs)
1: Like if you, which is really noticeable, it's super noticeable. Straight up is super noticeable. It's
0: super noticeable. If you ever catch me looking straight up i promise i'm not investigating the popcorn on the ceiling or like seeing if the if the the walls have asbestos i'm trying to either think of the next thing to say or like remember something or do some kind of calculation it is it is probably the most blatant tell that i have in in all of my body language and i I've, i've tried to and it's really hard to stop i always fall back into that pattern of, of, of when I really have to think about something I'm looking up
1: hmm. so part of the reason I asked you last week to check out the show is to give me feedback I've tasked two people with feedback it's you and Cheever so what's your feedback for me um tell me now <laughs> you I- are me with criticism.
0: Uh, I think that and maybe my sample size is too small but mm-hmm. the panels that I were watching and this probably is also because uh, a lot of the job when it isn't between games is like over the drafting screen I yeah. think that you fade out of conversation sometimes when you have people specifically like kyle and and bsj who can really they don't need a third person there they can fucking do that shit by themselves ad nauseum forever right i think i think that there's times where like you are probably intentionally thinking that you are taking a back seat uh to like let them do their job when really you could actually butt in more and like reset the conversation or like maybe in that point in time, be the layman. I think what's interesting specifically about the, 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 the Kyle cap BSJ, uh, Eastern European panels is that more than almost any other panel, none of you are layman. You're looking at probably three people out of the whole cast of DPC talent who may or may not have the most in-game knowledge. Definitely, you're probably all in the top five. If I if I had to guess, or something close to that, right? So, um, and and maybe again again the criticism is is more is more biased towards like working with that with them in, in specific. But but I think that you can probably just insert yourself a little bit more and also um. Ask, like what is what is the question that i would ask because i really don't know the intricacies of of why crystal maiden makes sense here
1: yeah yeah no i i uh, i definitely do because uh, i always feel like um hosts take up too much space very often especially the more they know about dota the more space they take up um shiver has, has always been really good at being generous with the the space that she gives mm-hmm. her panel members but like i noticed red eye like the more he knew about the game i felt like the worst he got as a dota host uh, mm-hmm. because he would put himself in too much i think um and and that is something that like i i definitely have thought about where i'm like okay i don't want to be taking up too much of like you know somebody will say something and i think i have a smart point but i'm like That's not really my spot. And I I tend to do that a lot outside of the drafting panel. I think I I do it a lot more where sometimes I think I'm like, okay, I'm taking up too much of the conversation. I'm supposed to ask them questions. And I feel like I'm I'm asking questions and doing answers at the same time. I'm like, okay, this is probably, it also doesn't help that sometimes my panel members straight up just don't know anything. (laughs) I swear to God, Kyle. He asked me for my notes again. I'm gonna fucking lose it. <laughs> I, I need him to know something about the team. I fucking I had the moment. I had a moment where like literally, uh, I'll make this short. Literally, I I I go and I ask a question, um, and Brian intercepts the question, and he he gives an answer. And my next question is going to be about Puck Champ and their specific players is there anybody who stands out on this squad is there i want i want them to be able to point to a player and say this guy is going to get on vertus pro one day and he's going to be a fucking star or this guy sucks and this is how the team could be better if he steps up his game you know and i realize that that is going to be the next question but the natural back and forth of the panel the sj took question 1 question 2 because because here's the thing question 1 Brian had his answer and I and I let Kyle have a potential to say something and he goes yeah no I I agree and so I'm like okay I okay next question's coming in so because Kyle didn't take anything off of what BSJ said it means the next question has to go to him mm-hmm. otherwise it's me and Brian having a back and one on one back and forth with mm-hmm. occasionally the peanut gallery and I realize that the question I'm, I'm going to ask that I've already prepared in my head, I can't swerve this. It, it's, I don't have another question that I was going to ask. It's putt chant, for God's sakes. I, I, like, I, I can't I don't have like in-depth questions about them. I'm going to ask them because I, I have an answer to this question. So if all else fails, at least I have an answer. But I realize I'm at going to ha- this question goes to Kyle. The natural back and forth of this, it, Kyle has to be the one to answer this. And I'm asking him, which of the players on Puck Champ stand out to you in some way? And I know he doesn't know a single name of the players on the team. And as I'm saying this, I'm going, oh God, this is a mistake. <laughs> that, that's what's going on in my head. I'm going, I'm throwing this question to Kyle, and I'm just like, oh no, this is the wrong question for the wrong panel. <laughs>
0: It's really funny. And Kyle has this moment it's of really funny.
1: He, he just kind of like freezes, and then he gets kind of a sheepish grin on his face. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, like then then I end up answering my own question. So I'm, I am concerned about talking too much. So I I will try and do the the layman thing a little bit more for draft panels, especially
0: yeah i uh, i i should watch some more to like see how you interact with other people too because like i was watching a broadcast right with them and like a set of games like mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know how that parlays with other with other people necessarily but um there there was that's probably... why i love
1: robson robson always has a response and it's always a good response you know like he he may not be getting the twitch clips like kyle is but like, Robson, I know, I can always throw to him, he's either gonna have something informational or he's gonna have something uh, entertaining and it would be something that other people can pass off, uh, bounce off of. He is a great setter in, in fucking volleyball. You know, the, the guy who hits it up for somebody else's bike, he's really good at that. I, I quite enjoy working with Robson. Hmm. So, that's it, nothing else?
0: Yeah. Uh yeah that, that 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 was that was the okay. obvious thing i should say in any anything else would probably be a little more disingenuous or like not refined enough that okay. i think would be actionable i'd be interested did, did she ever give you feedback what did she tell you
1: um she said um she initially said she didn't really have any feedback for me uh um, as a, a cop out she fuck said, that her feedback she- yeah <laughs> Well, I really, what that means is she just, what she does. I mean, when I'm working, she's not right. Except for one day where she's doing social media stuff and she's probably not even watching the show to be like, she's watching the games maybe, but she's not going to watch the panel segment. It's like, whatever, which I don't blame her for at all. So I, I think that more so says that she just isn't watching the show at all, which is totally fair. Um, and then she did say um, for me to be more aware of where the camera is. Which I already knew is a big problem for me, because um, for those those who don't know the backstage, so basically there's a camera, he- there's a camera here, there's a camera here, and then there's there's the crane camera that moves back and forth, right? The, and the cameras, the yeah, the cameras will very often have uh, a light that is on top of the camera to let you know what camera shot is currently going. It's a, a red tally light. light. There we go. The green light. Will tell me what is the next shot going to be. Okay. The problem is the 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 Red. camera on the, the jib doesn't have one of those. <laughs> so that kind of fucks me up. <clears throat> I don't like that. And for whatever is that a common thing, Joey? Because every single esports broadcast I've had, that that thing never has it. It never has the tally light.
0: Uh jibs should jib should have tally lights.
1: Uh, the, the, the whatever reason I've never worked to show that it does. (laughs) So,
0: so the only reason a jib would not have a tally light is if you're working with a really big jib and your tally lights are based off of a, um, uh, an ethernet cable, you might not have Mm -hmm. like the proper ethernet cable to run to the jib with enough slack to actually get the motion and swing it. But (laughs) what a stupid niche thing that I know too much about you. Um. (laughs) All all, all, cam- all cameras should have tally lights. It is generally okay. extremely helpful for talent. Even if you don't have the green light and you only have the red light for what's live, um, most of the time you can really function with one. Uh, the second one helps, but most of the time you just want to know what camera's live.
1: Yeah. So that. Um, so the fact that that doesn't have a tally light fucks fucks with my head a bit. Does your on top of that, Does your producer? The, sorry.
0: Does Does, does yeah. your producer or, or does Does the technical director switch to the camera you're looking at or do they wait for you to notice you're on the wrong camera? Cause that's, I think a... they wait,
1: they, wait, for they wait to notice I'm on the wrong camera. It, uh, they, that is in part because I had, I do have a camera that is specifically for me throwing to break.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the other camera will, so the basically what happens is the, the camera um, another thing is, these two cameras that, that are um, stationary, they have operators that will change the camera uh, angle so it's put directly on both panel members or just one of the panel members. So that also kind of fucks me up, that like sometimes it'll be on me, but I think it's on someone else because I'm not looking necessarily at the screen. I just see that that, that camera is on and I don't know necessarily that it's on me. I think it's on the guy next to me. Uh, so that do, kind of fucks with me. Do you have sometimes. a preview monitor on the floor? I have a preview monitor that's down here. So I... I uh, it's like I far away big.
0: from your eye line. like you wouldn't see without having yeah, to look it, at it?
1: It's a little below my eye line. Okay. But it's a little hard to see, but there's a big TV screen that's also out there. But the problem is I'm not good enough at this job just yet for me to be able to effortlessly do it that I can pay attention to my peripherals more. Uh, so, you know, I'm, it, the, the last thing I'm, I'm thinking about is whether or not the camera is actually on me or the guy next to me. My, my brain is just saying, it's on him. I'm thinking of what what is happening next in the show. So if it's, I, that's just an experience thing, I would say.
0: If I was your technical director, and this is actually mm-hmm. how I learned to be really good at tally lights, is as soon as someone fucks with you a little bit, you start to pick it up because you don't want to look like a clown. So, like, if I'm in the booth switching cameras and you're looking at the wrong one, I probably... And this is this this is a Dream League thing and not an ESL thing because of the way the broadcasts are. But yeah. given the way the Dream League broadcast is, which is not the one you're hosting... Uh, I think it would be totally within their style and their wheelhouse to just intentionally start cutting to the camera that you're not looking at. To... So you do the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, you, so, so you're having one of these, every time you're looking at the camera, it switches to the other one, and you're chasing it. Um, it helps. It Like, that is a bit that you can do once, right? Which is like a, a thing for a show. But if... Uh, if, if, if you were just having to, like, play some time, almost like doing whack-a-mole with the tally lights, whether it be live or not live, um, it's it's super helpful. Not having one of the gibberly sucks.
1: So, and then the, the final thing that fucks me up, remember the green light uh-huh. for the, the, this is the next scene? <laughs> Again, this is one of those tertiary things that's like, in the back of my head, yeah, I know red is live and green is coming up next. But in my head, there it's only light, you know, because because I'm too busy thinking about the show that I will I very often be looking at the green light because I it's just
0: green it's means light. go green
1: green <laughs> it's a, means it's go a green go a look at the light <laughs> so so I've, I I've developed a phrase in my head chase the red that that is that is what I uh, I'm now that you know like okay I feel like I'm getting a little bit more handle on hosting the show is just literally throwing and getting the, um, get, keeping the panel going and like making sure I always have something to be able to talk about um, as in, and, and, and like that sort of thing. Like now that I've got the run of show down and things like that. Then now I'm beginning to work more on the, te- the technical stuff. And so now I'm working on smiling more into the camera or making sure I'm looking at the right camera and shit like that.
0: Do you know why it's red? Why is it red? Because of our lizard brains because of the same reason that stop oh. signs are red. And because okay. fire trucks are red and because attention. blood is red, right? Because our Ooh. lizard brains go, ah, blood pay attention.
1: Then why am I looking at green? <laughs> because know, you're like, I don't know. Green means go. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's because one camera is much more noticeable to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think sometimes that like they'll, they'll put it up on you know, my camera and I'll see green and therefore I'll just see a light and just be like, Oh, and then I'll start talking about that camera. And instead it's on the fucking chip or whatever. And I'm just like, all right.
0: Um, hopefully someone learned something cool today. <laughs> if it's not me about my hands or you're about your eye line, maybe it's someone who's like, wait a second, the cameras have lights. on them.
1: <laughs> Yeah. There's this was an entirely, uh, uh an esports production show and not a, uh, Dota to oh. what's going on inside the game show.
0: is okay. Hear me out. We've been going for, I'm going to say an hour and seven minutes because I'm looking at the timer. And if it's not an hour and seven minutes right now, you know that I cut something out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think that I wanted to go to bed an hour ago, but now I'm really past that. So, is is there anything briefly worth talking about from Dota since we've last talked?
1: Yeah. I yeah, think we got, we got another patch, and it's it's a, just a small little baby patch. Nothing, nothing major. Uh, level level one uh, tower taking is becoming a thing. China just did that. Um, it showed up on Reddit. China's they, doing did they,
0: it. I think they lost and that more game. Will do it. Can can you fact check that real quick? I I can't I can't swap away them with the cams.
1: I can try. It yeah, was it was but...
0: uh, shock arrow. Is the team with the Luna obviously is the one who did it. And I think that they lost to the Specter. At least it's what it was looking like in the first ten minutes. They they they
1: were radiant. And they took uh, the Dire two sp- Sparking arrow. Is yes. that what you're saying? Not shock arrow. Okay. Sparking arrow. Yeah. Obviously, sparking arrow. Jesus, Joey. Yeah. Call me yeah.
0: Kyle or something.
1: Yeah uh they did indeed lose that game 4 to 18 13 minute game 13 minutes <laughs> what against a specter lineup oh they got brood mothered that must have been what happened they got brood mothered and they got a, must have gotten womped by him xxs went four zero and one went nine zero two so apparently it was the mid Leshrack that handled them
0: but- they got away with the tier one tower and Zero defense. I would love I'm curious how that game got played after words uh and what happened. Maybe I should look at that real quick. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um
0: is this something that yikes. needs to have like a rule in the sense where, like, you know, towers have backdoor protection before the horn or something? Um, is, is is this
1: bad? i think it's a little cheesy it's it's not it's not fun cheesy like level one roshan i think it's kind of bad cheesy because um the the problem with it is i i don't think it's going to be that successful because it takes a very curated lineup to actually do it um for example you need nature's prophet if nature's prophet was really good right now then that would be fine but he's not or doesn't seem to be anyway um and you also need five Abaddon, which is kind of, eh. The, so the thing about that. this is, I mean, you know, I'm just looking at their lanes. Their lanes suck. They have a Abaddon, Luna, Furion as an aggro trine lane, mid-snap fire, and then a a uh, safe lane Legion commander who was 1v1 against a Broodmother. Uh, so yeah, I I, I think the, the lineup just kind of sucks. But the what I was trying to lead to is, it's hard to react to it because you're setting up for bounty runes. So if you set up for bounty runes on the wrong side of the map and they do the tower, they start hitting the tower that's on the opposite side of the map, it just kind of gets, it's not, it's not You can't
0: TP because it's on cooldown. Yeah.
1: Roshan has always been closer to the middle of the map. So it is always something that you can react to. But tier one side lane towers are specifically the farthest points away on the map, Right. So uh I think I think literally just placement makes it bad cheesy, not good cheesy. So.
0: I did, I think it's interesting that that's the most interesting thing that happened.
1: <laughs> yep, that, that that literally is. And the last the Most week. interesting thing.
0: That and I learned that uh you and Sumail are mortal enemies.
1: Yes. Die, Sumail I hope Liquid loses now.
0: No, no, don't say that.
1: I Can, hope they go to lower lose division to, the, to humble Samael.
0: Absolutely cannot lose to Tundra.
1: It's very important. If you guys beat Tundra, you're in a really good spot. Blitz and I were just talking about it on our podcast. Also, that's another thing we released another episode of the Cap and Blitz podcast. It was super informative. Talks about uh, Samael quite a lot and uh, what happened at the major. I want. So Blitz
0: is such a good friend to anyone who he cares about because it's like he used did a show that was just, just great Sumail PR. Like he's out there doing, doing PR for Sumail almost.
1: And a post game interview was very good PR for Sumail as well. Oh yeah. it showed that, that he had,
0: yeah. I, I did see, I saw that live and I'm like, that's funny. He made fun of Austin. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, wait no 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 sorry sorry the one that blitz did he did a post-game interview where he lightly talked about boxy and then he also hyped sumail up Mm uh and that that was also good for smail. and then on top of that smail also had a position six podcast that just came out about him where seb Mm -hmm. said that sumail was one of the uh nicest teammates that he's ever had or something like that caring He, he, he used some adjective that was very specific um and uh and so the, the, it's also good pr cuz it, it says that og you know that was covid stuff and that them working with samuel and stop working with samuel had nothing to do with his attitude or anything and in quite quite the contrary the team that's all about friendship and love literally says that this guy's great samuel's only getting good pr right now it's true
0: his stocks going way up and if he keeps on you know playing the way that he's playing some of these games stocks only keep on going up so i mean Super yeah, happy we'll for see. him. Gotta beat Tundra, and then OG and Secret,
1: mm-hmm. and then hopefully mm-hmm.
0: Alliance loses to someone.
1: If if you guys beat Tundra, Secret and OG still have to play against each other. So you're in like a very good spot to. If uh, you beat it, Tundra, you're guaranteed tiebreakers.
0: Yeah, it, it's almost it's guaranteed tiebreakers, and it's almost certainly at least wild card.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, with yeah.
0: a really strong possibility, like kind of controlling your own destiny into second place. Yeah, basically, Liquid has their own yeah. destiny into second place. They sure do, which is great.
1: Um, which again goes to what I was talking about about the dynamic being shaken up. Secret may not even be second; they may end up being third. I am a genius. It's not like it's so hot for Braim and, uh, and Hellbear Smashers though. That, that they may end up going right back to Lower Division.
0: I'm yes. not unconvinced that Brame can hang.
1: I mean, so can Hellbear Smashers, they took a game off of almost everybody by now. They took a game off of Secret, everybody the only but team they Liquid. didn't take it. everybody about Liquid. That like they've taken games, they just haven't taken series. So
0: I think I think Braim can hang. I think that they're very it's really hard for Europe because <laughs> worst region, lol major, right? But like at the end of the day, you're competing with an alliance who's probably over indexing and is legitimately first place right now. Liquid, which probably is the highest variance of any team in the group, could be mm-hmm. top two, could be in theory bottom two. Secret OG Enigma, right? Yeah, and then there's just three other teams. I don't give a fuck who you are, whether it's Viking G D or Bream or like you know n- name your fighter. Your f- those are the five teams that you have to take some number of games off of.
1: Yeah, that shit ain't easy. Nope. No matter what people say about the major, Europe is still an incredibly hard region to play in that DPC. Yeah, count on on Europe for being wrong about their ideas about Dota or overhyping themselves or whatever. But like, at the end of the day, after the major, I still want to watch European DPC because I know that's a banger.
0: Or China, but you got to put up with or the channel. Ugh. <sighs> God, Neil's never gonna listen to this. We're great friends. Um, we're great friends. I'm gonna listen to that Cabin Blitz podcast because I'm interested in what happened. Yeah. Tomorrow. Also support people because that that listener you you never know you never know that they, they, they multiply. Tell your friends. Um. Tell also all your also, friends. <laughs> also, uh, I'm talking to Will. I'm talking to Blitz literally every day now. Um, uh-huh. We generally don't, didn't talk a ton, but like we had what I would call a solid relationship. Uh, but uh, now we are keeping each other accountable with what we're eating.
1: Oh, very nice.
0: And before each of us go to bed every night, we're literally like typing out everything that we ate that day to the other person. And the thought that I have to tell Will uh, I, I was like Over the, over the weekend on Sunday I was like mm-hmm. Oh fuck man I'm right by Portos <laughs> I'm right by Portos I can go in I can get four potato balls And six cheese rolls right and do it right now and then, yeah. This would be great And then I'm like Fuck but then I gotta tell Will that I ate Four potato balls and six cheese rolls Well I guess I can't do it So um, we are we are actively uh, getting more attractive together. Results, right. results, incoming. It's it's gonna take a minute, but 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 just you wait. He, I'm pretty sure. Don't wanna speak for him. I'm pretty sure is 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 back on the grind to uh, has abs splits.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is.
0: And I am losing my hair, so I can't also be fat. One or the other.
1: True, <laughs> I, I am also working out right now, but it's it's is, is it like if I'm bald by choice?
0: Is That's it okay? fine.
1: It's still okay if I'm fat. Okay. Correct.
0: You can be bald okay. by choice and fat. You okay. can't be male pattern baldness or clearly aging and fat. Big difference. Okay. Also. You don't have to live in a world where you're on dating apps.
1: It's true. <laughs> it's true. I being in a relationship really.
0: Uh, Just gonna put it that, here. Uh,
1: it makes it a lot uh, easier.
0: I will. I will next week tease uh, the fact uh, and, and and share some musings from this book that I was given. Okay. Called. How to not die alone. <laughs> <laughs> wow so big shout out to my friend kirsty who, who read this and then passed it on to me and said hey you're also struggling right
1: hey she read that uh-huh she more did. like she saw that at the bookstore and she immediately thought of you <laughs> hey joey i read this and it's really you you're also having problems <laughs> See, this is why the Europe panel is the banter panel. (laughs) Yep.
0: Yep. Have a good week, everybody.
1: Have a good week.